conversation with brother and professional peers Michael and Charlie Kalish regarding an estimated cost of environmental monitoring. Today my guests are kind of an unusual duo. They're twin brothers, Charlie Kalish, who is managing member of the Food Safety Guides, and his brother Michael, who is director of Food Safety and Compliance for Zoom. And one of the what the topic is today is a tool that they've come up with um, that has to do with environmental monitoring and looking at costs, controlling costs in some cases, but also just kind of getting a handle on how you even get started. So let's talk for a minute about why starting an environmental monitoring program is important. Sure. Michael, you want to take that one? Sure. Well, other than the fact that there are um, certain agencies that require you to practice environmental monitoring, like the USDA and FDA in some circumstances, depending on what you're making and what regulations you're subject to. Um, how do you like that uh, sort of if statement there, Charlie? Yeah, I um, like that. You know, it's very consultant. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, uh, it's a good idea to practice environmental monitoring. Um, it's, it's preventive in essence, because if you can find that there is a harmful microorganism that's growing or potentially growing in your uh, food facility, uh, you can try and uh, eradicate it, uh, eliminate it and eradicate it entirely um, to uh, reduce the risk that you might have um, associated with recall, withdrawal, and um, foodborne illness. So uh, from, from that standpoint, it's largely preventive. So it's not the same as product testing, where if you get a positive, oh, my gosh, uh, you know, it's in the product. Uh, oftentimes, it, it can be um, on, on a surface that's very far away from the food contact surface, in which case there is a risk, but it's much slower. So it's preventive in that sense that we can identify where the problem is so we can treat it. The problem is that environmental learning program tends to be fairly expensive. It involves engaging a laboratory if you don't have one yourself, and uh, resources and time that also costs money. Uh, so uh, what a big part of kicking off a, a, an environmental monitoring program is figuring out how much exactly you're going to need to budget. And uh, there's, there's going to be um, a few different considerations, but our, our tool uh, attacks one of those, which is generally what do we want our routine environmental testing to look like and how much is it going to cost? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go back to what Brooke initially asked. Oh, I'm sorry, Brooke, go ahead. Well, uh, also, many customers require you to do environmental monitoring. So if you're selling to major retailers, uh, a lot of their supplier um, approval programs require you to do environmental monitoring. So, uh, and you'll also have to report uh, what the results are in, in some cases. So that would be another motivation for doing it. So you'd have to build that cost into what you're going to do and figure out your product pricing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're a business and you have a business plan where you're anticipating uh, different costs over the course of the year, uh, the environmental monitoring could be, you know, depending on the size of your business, uh, it could be a big fraction of your cost every year. So that's something that you'd want to factor in and to get your head around it, we developed this tools, which we call the PEM calculator. So talk about um, the value of just knowing what your costs are. And really, part of it is 
coming to the conclusion that there's also a schedule that goes with that. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh, go. Oh, Mike, please. Well, uh, I'll speak. How about i speak to the um, to the cost, and then uh, if you want to touch on schedules. Um, sure. So, yeah, the cost it can it can really range. It can go from just a, a couple hundred dollars to uh, tens of thousands of dollars depending on how robust your environmental monitoring program is going to be. So we designed the tool so that you can, you can uh, list how many swabs you'd like to dedicate to specific zones within your facility. And uh, based on the number of swabs that you're uh, allocating to different zones and the pricing that you input for, uh, for each individual swab, we can just quickly calculate how much it might cost you on a monthly basis and an annual basis. Of course, this is a baseline. So Charlie, this is just, we're just looking at when um, when you get negatives. Uh, positives would would prompt additional testing. So the budgetary number you come up with is really kind of a, a baseline minimum, assuming that you don't find positives. Yeah, it's it's actually a real simple math, um, but it just gets complicated because you have so many different swabs for different zones. Uh, but really, all we're doing is we're saying, you know, how much do you expect to swab this month? How much do you expect? to swab over the course of the year and multiply that by whatever the cost is of those swabs. So if it's listeria species or if it's listeria monocytogenes, the price difference can be pretty big, which means that the total at the end of the year can be quite a bit different if you're doing uh, more swabbing of one than the other. So, um, so yeah, so the frequency with which you're going to be swabbing is something that you're going to need to figure out from the outset. And then you're probably going to be adjusting over time if you you know, settle into your space and figure out what areas or what surfaces are higher risk than other surfaces. You get your whole master swab list filled out and you, you know what all the surfaces are. Um, sometimes you might retire some surfaces. Sometimes you might bring new ones on. Uh, I was on an audit recently where um, somebody was told by the auditor, well, uh, we're going to need to swab, you know, a few of these surfaces that you're not currently swabbing now. So you can always find out that you have to swab more surfaces. And so uh, the frequency with which you're swabbing is probably going to be on a monthly basis. Um, that has costs associated with it. And that one's easier to predict. The harder one to predict is the investigational swabbing, which is swabbing that you do after you get a positive. So if you do find what they call a presumptive positive, you would start investigating and figure out, well, where did that positive come from? Was it just isolated that one place? Did it come from somewhere else? By swabbing, say, in a starburst pattern around that spot, you may you know, figure out, oh, it came from the sink over here that's damaged or whatever. Um, and so all those swabs, you may be looking for, uh, you know, you know, for a couple of weeks even. Um, and that's going to have all kinds of costs with it that may be unexpected. So playing with our tool can give you uh, the power to, you know, come up with those kinds of situations and try to, you know, uh, n number out how much that's going to cost for you. Does it? Um, yeah. Also. Oh, good. Does it also allow you to, once you've had a presumptive positive, to start building some contingencies into your budget in the future? So, I mean, because if there's associated costs, it could be devastating to a bottom line in a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we actually ran numbers using the calculator on the example that was given by FDA and the Listeria guidance for what a small business might do. And I believe it was something like 
40, um, it was like 40 zone ones, 40 zone twos, 20 zone threes and five zone fours uh, yeah, per month. Um, it's really not that many services. It was like 35 services uh, across all four zones. Uh, zone one being crew contact service and then zone two through four non-crew contact services. And uh, when we played out that sort of, it, they didn't call it a minimum number of swaps, but it was a pretty low number of swaps. When we played that out, it ended up costing around $12,600 per year. And uh, if that's a baseline, that's a pretty big number for a lot of small businesses. So if you were to then play out a few cases where you did investigational swabbing, you may come up to $20,000. Um, we, we ran the numbers on one example where it, um, it added another like $1,600 for a presumptive positive that ended up going nowhere where there were no, no further positives. But so, we don't want to. We don't want to scare people. There's, I mean, that that's looking exclusively for uh, pathogens. So in that case, it was listeria species. Or well, I suppose that's an indicator. But there are other indicators that you can invest in to evaluate how well your your um, your sanitation program's going. So just looking at general hygiene, things like coliforms and enterobacteria tend to be much less uh, expensive. And so you'll see using the calculator that there are opportunities for uh, saving, uh, saving money, but you know, it's also important to be aware that it's, it's, um, you could, you could uh, accident, uh, incidentally invest in uh, indicator organisms that wouldn't necessarily indicate that certain pathogens are around. So it's really important uh, to sort of play around with the calculator looking both for pathogens and indicator organisms. So you can um, um, make a, make a reasonable budget, but at the same time be looking for what, what you really want to find. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Michael is kind of suggesting there is that you can really get in the weeds on this thing. You know, you could, oh, yeah. you could play out all kinds of situations, but really you want to stay grounded on what your own history is or what you expect and, and then go from there and just learn from all the data that you're generating as a result of implementing a program. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not sure what, uh, what things that you ought to be looking for, like what would be a suitable in indicator organism or what would be an appropriate pathogen to look for, uh, you may want to go online and, and consult some guidances made available through FDA or USDA um, or other um, perhaps trade association where they, they help you zone in on, zoom in on um, the, indi the indicator organism or pathogen that would be most appropriate for you. Is there a tendency because there can be um, this outcome of uh, a positive that maybe there's kind of a bury your head in the sand mentality and this opportunity allows people to really change their thinking about environmental monitoring? Yeah, if you can put a number on something like this, I think it can really help in those cases where uh, business is really small. If they get a positive, maybe they think that's like an existential kind of threat to them and they would rather avoid, avoid it and not look at it and pretend it never happened than deal with it. And I think part of the fear, the psychology going on there is that, um, is that this is going to break them financially. And so uh, if they can put a number on it that they can swallow, then maybe that's a good thing. Are, is there anything um, I didn't ask you that you wished I had? <laughs> um, uh, maybe which one's taller? Uh, oh, my. Okay. You know, Charlie, <laughs> that would have been a good one. Uh, <laughs> Michael's taller. 
Michael. All right. So I, yeah. I just, this is just an example. Yeah. Well, uh, well, one question is, um, you know, uh, where can I find more information about this calculator? And the answer is uh, our publication, Food Safety Magazine's eDigest, uh, which uh, APTO is going to link in for their members. And, uh, and so you'll be able to access it there and use and download the calculator for yourself. So if you have Excel or you have, you know, like a Google account, you can put on Google Sheets. Uh, you can play with it there. Um, there will also be uh, um, some examples using the calculator, run some numbers, just to give you an idea of the baseline for, uh, you, know, a, you know, a fictional company, what, what they might pay. And uh, So I hope that helps. Yeah, and this is a tool that, that you could build yourself. We just saved you the time to do it. It, it was built originally in an Excel spreadsheet. So it's, not, it's nothing too complicated. It's really just a little bit of groundwork to get it going so that it can add some value. Well, and it's definitely a tool that has a lot of value. So oh, um, it's great that the two of you put your heads together to get this done. And um, with that, I really appreciate you taking time to talk about it and how it might benefit AFTO members. Thank you very much. Yeah, our, our goal is to make you know the, the food uh, supply safer. And uh, we think that this could really help people a lot. And if it saves them a few grand or if it helps them refine their program and be more effective, then uh, we'll feel real good about it. So thank you so much for sharing it. Thanks. For more information, visit AFTO.org or foodsafetymagazine.com.